Another episode of Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. I am your lovely host, Aisha Hadia, and tonight I definitely have a guest with me, um, Miss June Jackson. I really don't feel comfortable saying your last name because everybody might not need to know who you are. But um, June is a lovely friend of mine. We used to work together. Um, so before we jump into the, tonight's episode, I'm definitely going to give her a chance to tell you guys a little bit more about her, and hopefully, we'll be seeing her on the show more often. Hey, Hi. Guys, um, again, like she said, my name is June. I don't care about my the last name; it doesn't matter. Um, but again, my name is June. I, like she said, we worked together previously. Um, let me see about myself. I'm kind of a stay-at-home person, so I don't have a lot of interesting things going on in my life. Um, I do have a new baby. Well, she's kind of new. Um, she's seven months old. Um, I'm still working human resources. I've been in human resources for gosh seven seven or eight years now and um I work from home so that I don't have to pay for childcare. how is that working from home like besides the not having to pay for child care like do it get boring do you enjoy it like so before I had her um I enjoyed it I was like I could do whatever I want. Like I could take my laptop with me to the nail salon to beat the crowd, you know, before Friday come, I go like Wednesday morning or something like that um, just to beat the crowd. But I love it. Um, You have the flexibility to kind of do. And especially since I'm not on, um, I do take a couple calls, um, but I'm not on the phones constantly, like a lot of uh, work from home jobs. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely looking to um try to find me some home at home because the I work third shift so I don't get off till nine ten o'clock in the morning sometimes and I want to get to a point I want to change my schedule so that I can be here to get my kids situated for school get them on the school bus if they miss the bus I can shoot them to school real quick but it's like when I'm at work they have to wait till I get off in order for me to get them to school if they miss the bus. Um, so those were some issues that we dealt with last year. And I don't want to have to deal with those same issues this year. So I'm in the process of trying to get my schedule changed. But until I do so, I'm also looking for other, you know, avenues of income. Um, and I'm really considering the stay at home or the work from home um, situation just because of the flexibility that it gives you. Mm-hmm. Now, I when me and June first met, I was I was massaging. I don't massage anymore. Um, Really? Yeah, I actually this I actually I hung up my license. Like I still keep my license renewed, but I closed my office back in 2020. So at the beginning of COVID, that's when I kind of shut. Well, I think I shut my office down that summer. So the the first. COVID hit like the winter of 2019. I closed my office the summer of 2020. Um, okay. The restrictions, the restrictions that they had us under was just, it was just detrimental to my business. Majority of my clientele was senior citizens. 
So they were already scared to come out the house. They definitely wanted to finish, wasn't finna come and let me massage on them. So I ended up closing my, down my office and started working where I'm at now. And I enjoy what I do now because I'm not so closed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of stayed away from the work from home because I don't want to just be confined to one room all day. That's what I was getting ready to say. The only negative thing I would say is everything flows together, like your home life and your work life. There's no separation. You know, you get up, you go to work, you leave work at work. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I forgot to do this. Let me come back to my computer or I'm working late or my lunch breaks. I'm feeding the baby, stuff like that. So it's not a real lunch break as if if I was in an office or something like that. So it does run together, but I feel like it has more benefits for me than um, negative aspects. I just, I love it. I don't think I'm ever going to go back to an office or for a long time anyway. Okay. So let me ask you this. Now you just had a new baby. Your baby is seven months now. This is your first child. You and your boyfriend, this is y'all's first child. What have been some of your highs and lows of parenting? Oh gosh. Um, adjusting to the sleep schedule, I breastfeed. So breastfed babies are really attached to their mothers. Like mm-hmm. if you ever see those videos on like TikTok or YouTube where they're like trying to pull the child away and they're like pulling at the hair. That's exactly what it's like to breastfeed a child. They want to be on top of you 24-7. I mean, um, even the hardest thing for me right now is her sleep schedule. And that's because when she stays with her grandmothers, she sleeps through the night. She might wake up once or twice. They're like, oh, you know, she woke up once or twice with me. But with me, we are up every like at least four or five times a night because she wants to nurse. Um, mm. So that's the hardest thing for me. Um Everything else came um, natural, um, so to speak, Um, all the other parenting stuff and all this stuff. So I think um, for me anyway, it it was an adjustment, like not being able to get up and go like I want to because I love to travel. Um, So having to like say, "Mm, I can't go, Um, I'm breastfeeding and then she's too young so I took my first trip back in July since she was born for my boyfriend's birthday. We went to Vegas um, and I was like, ooh, breastfeeding and having to like take the um, pump on the go, pump in the airport. Um, oh, you took her with you? Y'all took her with you? No, we didn't take her. We left her, but I still had to pump. Oh, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. So okay. um, pumping uh, at the airport, pumping in the room, like coming back from the day parties to pump. Um, bagging up the meal, like putting ice in a cooler, trying to get all that stuff through. It wasn't a hassle, but it was a little inconvenient. So when she turns one, I'll be glad we're done with it. that. But that's the only thing. I love being a mom um, and I love my village. I'm thankful for them. They give me my oh, okay. That's what's up. So I'm happy that you're a mom now. Welcome to the club. Um, <laughs> I'm late, a little later than everybody else. Listen, you are not late. I try to tell, like, when I meet people who don't have kids and we get on a conversation about parenting or kids or anything like that, I try to encourage people to live your life first and Mm -hmm. then decide to settle down and have kids. Like, I started having kids at an early age and I... I don't regret my children. I just wish I would have gotten a lot of things done first. 
you know, because I feel like trying to be who I am and trying to be successful and things of that nature. And then at the same time, trying to be a mother and parenting, like it clashes together. And eventually you do have to make a lot of sacrifices for one to be successful. Um, Not saying that they won't both be, but I just feel like I could have been further along in life and more prepared for children had I waited and just focused on, you know, the goal or whatever, but I love my kids. I don't regret them. Um, I do regret how young I was when I had them. I had my first child at 18. Um, I was graduated from high school, but you know, because I'm a new mom, I wasn't even thinking about college. I'm thinking about trying to get this rent paid because now I'm at my own apartment. I got to make sure my daughter has what she needs, childcare, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. So I was just all over the place at a young age with my baby. Um, And I just wish that if any, if I could turn back the hands of time, I wouldn't change anything. I would just more so change change my age that I was at when I started having kids. Like instead of having a child at 18, I probably wouldn't have my first child. So I was like 30 or 35. Yeah. I am. Bless you. Okay. I am 29 now. You know how you forget your age sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm 29. I had her when I was 28. Yeah. Yeah. 28. Um, when I had her. So just earlier this year, then I turned 29. So I'm glad I waited a little longer mm-hmm. because I have friends like you and my closer friends that tell me, you know, what, what to do, what works with parenting. This is the phases they're going to go through. And especially when it comes to like postpartum and getting oh, out wow. the house, my friends are very, um, they're on me. Um, I'm like, no, I don't want to go out. And they're like, oh no, we're going out. We're going to do this. So I don't have time to sit and soak about stuff. Um, yeah. My mom's calling me every day because I waited, you know, kind of to everybody else had kids and they went through those experiences. So they're helping me to not go through um, the negative experiences yeah. of motherhood. Um, so I am so grateful for that waiting and then waiting until I'm financially to, I was in a place to financially do what I want for my child um like she's seven months she's in swim classes now if I would have had her younger I probably wouldn't have been able to do stuff like like that for her um just I'm sitting here thinking like I don't even think that I would have wanted my kids to be in swim classes at seven months that's just scary for me only because of my fear for water but I get in there with her so it's not her and the instructor I get in there and I'm doing it with her so I'm holding her and doing the stuff with her so right it's a little scary but it's no scarier than taking them to the pool like when they're that age and you take them and put them in a little floaty or something like that taking my kids to the pool is the most stressful situation (laughs) like it's it's not as stressful so my my you know you have that one child who swear they can swim and then they can but can't swim work for them, girl. <laughs> and so my oldest son, he was that kid at one point. Now he's six, he's six foot and some change now. So he, the deepest the water is at our local pool is six feet. So he mm-hmm. can get his six feet now and stand up and not drown. So that's mm-hmm. stress off of my shoulders. But like years before, oh mama, why you won't let me go and swim six feet? And I'm like, bro, you can't swim. You know you can't swim. Stop playing with me. <laughs> 
but you know so it's like now the stress has eased up a little bit because now he's tall enough to stand in six feet I don't have to necessarily worry about him quote unquote drowning now of course I know that there's ways he can still drown but right now he can stand up um and his head is above the water so I'm you know the stress isn't there now my youngest son he know his limits he know that if he can't stand up over the water he not fucking with it but my (laughs) oldest he swore he can swim for a long time. But even the lifeguards was like, bro, you're not getting in six feet because you know you can't swim. You can, you take two strokes and now you're standing up in four feet because you can't, you don't know how to swim. But whatever the case may be, water, me and water and my kids, so, me with my kids and water is just stressful. And a lot of black moms are like that. Even my mom, she's like, no, I didn't let y'all, I don't want y'all to go swimming. It was stressful. And that's why I made it a point to put her in swim class. I was like, I'm going to put her in swim because we didn't get that opportunity. I feel like our generation, the generation before, our parents were scared to put us in water. Mm -hmm. So I don't want her. And I like when I go, I can only swim like a little bit. I'm a doggy paddle to the fuck (laughs) I get to some land. I can <laughs> so like when I go places, I'm like snorkeling in the ocean, but I got I'm, I got my life jacket on, but right. I can like swim or or whatever. In that case, I mean, I know people jump out there without it. That's not me. I'm not that person. I know my limits, but I want her to be able to do that one day. Like, oh my god, this black girl can swim. You know, you see the celebrities <laughs> who took the swim classes at 30 and yeah. jumping off the yachts. I want her to jump off her yacht one day. So. Yeah. It's a, that was important to me. One of those, one of those. Yeah, things. I'm at I'm at that point um in my life. So, I'm I'm trying not to be that mom who's just keeping her kids bottled up in the house because they scared because she's scared of everything. So like, I, we was gonna we were supposed to do swim lessons this summer, but honey, I was outside this summer. <laughs> I wasn't going back and forth to no swim classes. Um, but next summer I already have it set up where they will be in swim lessons because even though. Um, my oldest daughter, she knows how to swim a little bit, but I don't, I'm not comfortable with knowing how to swim a little bit. I need mm-hmm. to know how to swim. So like you said, you can jump off your yacht, your own yacht one day and mm-hmm. not be fearful of, you know, anything else. So I got it set up where we're doing swim lessons next summer. Um, of course we have the sports, the boys, they go, they got basketball tryouts on the first. So, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to unlearn and relearn a lot of the parenting habits and techniques that I learned from my own mom. Um, and then I'm a single mom at that. So of course I'm making all the decisions by myself. Um, it can be a little stressful, but thank God you do have a village for you. No, it is not. I think because when you make a decision, it's like, that's it. I made the decision. So when it comes for to being me, a single parent, it's not all about just the decisions. When well, I, I say it from a decision standpoint, but okay. everything else, I it's um, I understand. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, um, before I had my baby, they'd be like, "Oh, I'm married, but I'm still a single mom." And I'm like, "You are not a single mom." But now I know, <laughs> I know how they feel and what they mean. <laughs> um. So I think the one thing that I don't that I hate about being a single mom is I'm the good guy and the bad guy. Mm, so okay. I can, re- I can reward you when you're doing good, but when you're doing bad, I have to punish you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas in a two parent household, one parent can punish the other parent, you know what I'm saying? Like you can kind of flip flop, but I'm the good guy and the bad guy always, you know? So 
those are the struggles and some of the consequences that I deal with as far as parenting and having to parent by myself. But nonetheless, congratulations on your baby. I wish you and your boyfriend the much success when it comes to parenting. It is not going to be an easy job, but it is definitely going to be worth it. It is. I tell people it's worth it. Thank you. So I sent you a video um, that I kind of, so, okay. I have like five topics when it comes to my podcast that I want to just have the conversation and be done with it forever. I don't ever want to have this conversation ever again. And if anybody know my list of five, y'all know that child support is one of these topics. I hate talking about child support because there's, uh, there's this side and there's this side. And what I mean about that is you have the child support from the, the, the mom's point of view, from the single mom, from the mom's point of view. And then you have child support from the dad's point of view. Um, so nobody is ever going to agree with child support. Nobody is ever going to come to this common ground. This We just never going to see eye to eye when it comes to child support. But nonetheless, we're going to have this conversation tonight and then we're just going to be done with it. I don't want to talk about child support, support ever again. <laughs> I don't want to have this conversation ever again. Is this the shit I got to go through? It's like I got to choose between my child and my marriage. And the shit getting old, it getting very old and frustrating. Between your child and your marriage, what are you doing? I mean, like, what's going on? I'm recording, man. I ain't recording because you ain't dropping that shit. I don't give a damn about no Facebook, no YouTube, or nothing. No, 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 no. And I don't care nothing about that. Because my thing is right here. You pay $500 a month. You can drop it. I'm going to put your business out there. You pay $500 fucking a month in child support, and ain't nobody going to do it no extra. No shoes, no clothes, no toys, no nothing. Fuck all that. What you talking about, man? My son needs some shoes. I don't give a damn. No. They get, yeah, she can get the shoes out of child support money. She, she get the shoes out of child support money. That's what you pay child support for. The court ordered child support. You ain't got to do shit else. And she ain't get the nothing else. She should have never took the fucking child support out if she needed more money. You shouldn't feel like that, though. Why should I feel like that? That's my fucking child. I don't fuck that child. Fuck you, too. I don't give a damn about that. Shoes. Come on, get some extra shoes, and you pay $500 fucking dollars a month in child support. You ain't buying no shoes. You ain't buying no fucking shoes. You, you buy shoes. You buy them shoes. You buy them shoes. That's it. That's it. I'm kidding. You, you pay child support. What you paying child support is for? I'm saying, still, though. If you need some shoes, I'm going to get the shoes. No, you ain't getting no shoes. I ain't doing it. It don't matter. It does not matter. No, you don't get by no shoes. She get the shoes out of child support money. Five hundred dollars a month. Nah, 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 That's what y'all agree on. I know, but shit, okay. I
$500 a month in child support. And from, from what I've gathered, it's just one child. He pays $500 a month for one child. For a son, I believe it was. For a son. And his baby mama, who is married, who is married to somebody else, his baby mom wants him to buy the kid a pair of shoes. Outside of the $500 in child support, he already pays. Now, he is married. And his wife is extremely upset in this video. No, you're not finna buy a pair of shoes. Um, you're like you're just not doing it. You already pay child support. She, the baby mama, wanted child support. She get child support. You're not finna spend no more money on this kid. Um, and she's all. She also gets to the point where she was like, "Fuck that child and fuck you too." And that's where I was like, "Okay, now, now listen here, bitch. Yeah. You pushing it, yeah. you know." Um, but in the video, you can see her uh, getting so upset that she gets to the point where she packs up his clothes. Like she pulls out a suitcase. She starts taking his clothes out of the drawers. And she's like, no, I'm not having it. You're going to buy that child some shoes or you're not going to be, we're not going to be together no more, basically. So let's go ahead and have this conversation. Let's go ahead and base it off of this situation that we've seen all over social media the past couple of days. And then let's just be done with the whole child support conversation. So you have a new baby. Now let's hope and pray that you never have to have this conversation, but what are your views on child support? So I feel like if he is providing and so there's two things I feel about child support. If he's providing and doing the best that he can, and you know, he's in a situation where he can only give you so much without, um, living beneath his means he's not able you know child support is putting him behind on rent things like that mm -hmm. um if he's paying you or giving you money for school supplies diapers whatever the case is he's doing what he can when you call and you need something I feel like there's no need to put him on child support right however there's also those who claim they they did something and um, they bought a pair of shoes two years ago and the kid's supposed to still be able to fit those shoes. So what happened to them? So in those situations, I definitely agree that some men do need to be put on child support so um, that mothers can provide for their kids because child support, I feel like people think, oh, it goes to their clothes, it goes to their shoes. No, I have to pay an extra $200 for this child to have a room for rent. That goes towards their rent, you know? So it's not just about the necessities. It's about their basic needs, like housing, things like that. So I look Ooh. at that kind of stuff. It, and they eat a lot. grow like grass when in the, in, in the springtime. They, they exactly. You know, I, I know you said that it wasn't about just, you know, shoes and clothes, and it's not. But um, so everybody already know how I feel about child support. 
the purpose of child support is to financially support the child and mm -hmm. whatever parent is paying it is nine times out of ten is the parent that is not in the household okay can exactly. we stop making like child support is this gun used to shoot down our black men that is not the case now before i go any further yes we have women who are spiteful and put their baby fathers on child support because he no longer wants to be with her i apologize for those to those men that they have to deal with that which is another reason why i say don't be in a rush to have no kids <laughs> Don't be in no rush. Wrap it up. Wrap Listen, it up. See what you're get doing. To know these people y'all choosing to have children with. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so everybody already know my views and opinions on child support. Um, I, I I'm comfortable with telling personal situations. Yes, I do have a baby father on child support. He don't pay it, but whatever the case may be, the agreement was. Uh, pick my son up every Friday, drop him off every Sunday, keep his haircut and provide shoes and clothes. There would be no child support, no courts involved if you was able to keep up with that deal. Months went by, he was not able to keep up with that deal. So yes, you're on child support now. Do I prefer child support? No, I don't want to have to have nobody make you take care of a kid that you wanted. Exactly. I don't want to have to have nobody taking your license, garnishing your wages, taking warrants out on you because you are not doing the, or you're not taking care of your responsibilities. I'm not that type of woman. I don't want that for you. But at the same time, I got pregnant. You never stated you did not want this child. That means we were both in a contract agreement to take care of this child financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the leads. We all, we agreed to that. I'm holding up my part. Now I need you to do your part. You don't want to do your part. Okay, fine. That's where child support comes into play. Child support basically makes you do your part financially. So in this particular video, the question was asked, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is this. It's because of the community and the upbringing that I've come from, it's very rare that you have a man that's actually paying his child support and is doing more than what he is required. That mm -hmm. is extremely rare from in my neighborhood, right? So on one side, it's like he, all he's doing is buying a pair of shoes. Let let that black man provide for his son and buy his son a pair of shoes, even though he already paid child support. That's on one side. But then on the other side, I'm like, but you just gave her $500 in child support. Why exactly. she can't buy so, shoes with the $500? Exactly. So that's where I'm, I'm like, okay, so what's she doing with the child support money? You don't want to ask that question, you but don't. sometimes you have to ask that question like, so are you paying your rent with the child support money or are you with the child? So, um, so exactly. So what are you doing with the child support money? Can you buy the shoes? Cause I get it. I get both sides. Like you said. So from, if I was his wife, like, okay, you just pay her $500. We behind on our car note, or, um, I can't go get my new purse. I want, 
uh, but you're trying to buy shoes or a hundred or how much are shoes now for kids like a hundred it depends on the age because my oldest son his shoes can run 200 to 250 dollars depending on the ones he decides so let's say he wants the, the jordans that just came out or whatever the case is 200 to 250 and you just pay her $500. $500. So now I can't get what I want because you got to spit out an extra $200. Yep. So I understand being mad. Now her going as far as disrespecting the child, fuck you, fuck the Packing child. up his clothes. Yeah, so that was a little much. They, I feel like the they need to work on communication, but that's a whole yes. other thing. That's called another thing, but right. uh, as far as on the other side, I feel like um, the mom if she has a husband in the house she has a husband she has a husband in the house like how are they spending that child support because most people count it as their income and they just put it in you know their bank and it goes towards bills and it go it don't go directly towards what the child needs other than like the basic necessities the living and food occasionally or whatever cases so I feel like um she had her reasons to act like that but she overreacted she did overreact but she made some valid points you know like she said your baby mama married so why her husband can't buy your son no shoes and that's when her husband stated because that's my son and she goes Right, but when he married your baby mama, he took on the responsibility of your son just as much as your son is yours, he's his too. And that was a valid point. You know, when you get married to someone with children, a part of your vows is to love and honor and protect and serve and things of that nature to everybody involved in the relationship. Any man who gets in a relationship with me, he knows that I come with children. So my children are just as much as your responsibility as they are mine, regardless of what their fathers are doing mm-hmm. for them, you know? So I'm on both sides of the fence with this situation because I feel like as a father, let him provide for his son. But mm-hmm. I need you to make sure that our home is taken care of first. Exactly. Your baby mama needs to understand that her husband that's his that's her that's your child's stepdaddy so he can step in and step in and play his role as stepdaddy but you know men have this ego i don't want somebody else taking care of my child i can provide for my child especially if the relationship with the significant or the co-parent is rocky or you know one person didn't want to let go and they don't like this person and they have all this back drama even after years pass. So it could men have their male egos. I learned the hard way. So certain people don't want, you know, I don't want him buying shoes or that's my, like he said, that's my son. Um, So I'm supposed to be able to do this for him. And then if, for instance, the husband does say, you know what, don't worry about it. I'm gonna go buy the shoes. Now he's going to feel belittled. Or that's going to mess with his ego because, damn, I couldn't provide for my son to get him this pair of shoes, but this other man could, even though it's his stepdad. See, when it comes, I feel like when it comes to co-parenting relationships, that whole ego, like, that's the situation that we need to kind of take egos, emotions, all of that out of the picture. 
I'm not with you no more. I'm with him now. When you where you wherever you come up slipping, he gonna step in, but he also gonna do what he's gonna do on the side as well. You know, so I feel like if you're not doing it and somebody else doing it, your ego shouldn't be bothered at all. You know, like I don't know, maybe that's just me. I'm just at a point where see I co-parent healthy. I'm not so gonna argue always, with nobody or none of it. Ways though, so some it people, really it do. Some people can co-parent healthy, so you might be co-parenting healthy, but anytime you get in a relationship, your baby daddy might be saying some sly stuff on the side, like your nigga ain't did this and he ain't did that, that type of thing. So he not doing it the right way, but you doing it the right way, yeah, or vice versa. So I feel like it it. The, there are a lot of dynamics that go into it like this is a double-edged sword situation yeah. it, it really is and then I feel like I really feel like the wife has a lot of she still got issues with it's some issues between her and the baby mama because she was just entirely too upset regarding this situation i feel like it might have happened more than once like she might have paid child he might have paid child support and she asked for something else on the top mm-hmm. and before they got married he probably was doing it and didn't have an issue with you know providing additional for his son i'm not in the house with him i don't see him that often the least i could do is you know take him to mcdonald's or send him pay for his school clothes or whatever the case whatever it is she was asking him to do yeah. So I feel like he probably was doing that before he got married. And um, that's something they didn't discuss in their marriage. And it just came yeah. to a head. So I feel like she was wrong. She did have some valid points. Yeah. Because yeah. what are you doing with the $500? You could take that and buy the shoes. Yeah. Because what, what are you doing with the $500? Like, like I'm not, depending on the age of the child, but even still, $500 a month for one child, I'm not going to sit here and make like, I can't make nothing shake with $500. Because $500 can buy shoes, clothes, haircut, and mm-hmm. a little bit of pocket change. And that's just for the child, okay? There's, you can get food stamps, Medicaid, like there's all there's different types of programs out here that can help with everything else. But five hundred dollars for one child, even with the increase in the that, that, I feel like that's enough. Depending on the age of the child, let's Dep- put that out there. Depending on, on the age. age of the child, I feel like five hundred dollars is enough depending on age because what think about your child i think about it as my child living in the household with me how much money would i spend on my child in a month mm-hmm. five hundred dollars is extreme to spend i don't even spend five hundred dollars a month on, on my one child exactly on one child five hundred dollars a month is extreme to spend on one child mm-hmm. but depending on so they when they, they do child support whole, on your lifestyle exactly so what what type of apartment or house you live in um what they they take a whole bunch of stuff into account so the only other thing other than food which I feel like both people should provide for the child is that house situation because now rent has gone up so even mortgages if I have a child I might have to get an extra bedroom instead of getting a one bedroom I gotta pay another 300 400 dollars for a two bedroom it's my child too but that money that you're using is gonna help 
So I could see using the money for like rent or something like that, but you would still have extra to pay for, especially if it's a smaller child. Um, if they hit like, I don't know, kids get expensive around like 13 these days. <laughs> if he got a video game habit, if he have extracurricular oh, activities, I forget about that stuff. Um, basketball football soccer you know the debate team like other there are other things that require financial assistance for the child like I got my sons my sons do basketball um now luckily for us we don't have to pay for uniforms but the travel back and forth to the games regardless of what mama is at every basketball game unless I just really can't make it but for the most part I'm at every basketball game anytime my kids decide they want to try out for something knowing damn well they can't do it. My daughter tried out for basketball. She knew damn well she wanted a basketball player, but it didn't matter. Mama was at every basketball game. I was leaving work to go to her games and then coming back to work. There might have been one or two games I couldn't make it to, but for the most part, I am at every extracurricular activity that my kids want to be a part of. Moms are going to make it work. Yeah, most definitely. Mom, you make it work, Dad. We definitely will find a way. Or at least I will. I'll, I can't speak for everybody else. So we know there are some out there. But for the most yeah. part, yes, we will definitely make a way. Yeah, we make it work. We make it work. I just don't, I don't see, I think $500 would have got those shoes. But I could see, like you said, both both perspectives. I just, that was extreme. When I saw the video, I was like, dang, she packing his stuff up. She yeah, that to- now that part was just like, okay, ma'am. No. I was like, you can't put the man out because he want to buy shoes for his son now. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like um, child support is always going to be a touchy subject because depending on who you're talking to, everybody have their own definition of it, you know? regardless of what the child support money is spent on as if the child is taken care of that's the that's the that's the main objective the child must be taken care of so like a lot of guys depending on who you're asking and who you're talking to they don't want to pay child support because she's gonna spend it on her hair her nails and her her clothes or whatever but what they failed to realize was her check that she got last week she had to make sure the child had everything that he needed last week so when the money when the child support money came in that was more so money for her to reimburse herself with because she had you know so it's like regardless of what this specific child support money is spent on as long as the child has what they need what difference do it make exactly so this like i said this is one of those topics that i definitely just kind of want to Let's have the conversation. Let's get all the views out and then let's be done with it because the com- it can get real ignorant with some people because they view child support as this. They view child support as that. Now, I get the whole not wanting to put the government in our business. I get that argument. I Listen, fellas. They usually I say that when they don't want to pay child support. It's the ones that don't pay their child support yeah. that usually want to bring that yeah. into it. You know, trust me, I get it. But at the same time, we have a kid. We wanted this kid. Now we have to financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually provide for this child. I got my half. 
Now I need your half. The men don't in see that's what I was saying earlier about the whole single mom thing. When I used to hear women say, I'm married, but I'm still a single mom. Or um I had a cousin tell me before I had kids. I was like, you know, I want to be married or in a long-term relationship. Well, I wanted to be married when I had my baby. I was like, I want to be married when I have my baby or whatever the case is, you know, two-parent household, blah, 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 you know, what everybody wants. So when they start mm-hmm. thinking about having kids at first. So um, she was like, well, that don't matter. Just have them when you get ready. So seven months in, I understand <laughs> now what she's saying because having somebody here helps but he probably does 10 percent of what I do so when people like oh I could just I could do this by myself and that's why so many relationships like once kids I never understood that once a child comes into the relationship the relationship ends and it's just like well I could do this by myself I was doing it to like keep us together but I could do this by myself. He does a lot more than most dads. Not saying he doesn't do anything, but um, I understand when people say you have that help, but you still feel like a lot of times you you waking up by yourself when the baby's sick. You know, they're there, but he sleep. Yeah. So what are you doing? Um, I feel I just thought about this when you said this. I feel like a lot of relationships end once a child is brought into the picture because the 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 love and attention is being directed all to the child um and i remember seeing a post where the lady was saying um your your husband is the pro it should be just should be the priority mm-hmm. and what she meant by that was excuse me what she meant by that was she was never saying put your kids on the back burner and neglect your kids no, none of that. What she was saying was the love that you have for your spouse, your partner, your husband, before the child got there, you need to keep that same amount and same level of love while the child is there. Um, I can't speak for all relationships and all situations. This don't even apply to my situation, but in my opinion, I feel like a lot of relationships end when a child isn't when a child comes into the picture because the love and the attention and the affection that was given to the spouse or the partner is now directed to the child and it's not evenly distributed to where that love and attention is still given to the spouse. So a lot of times the the relationship is breaking up because you're not showing me the love that you used to show me. You know, not saying that I'm in competition with uh, with it, with our kid. I love our kid, you know, and I want the best for our kid. But don't neglect me in the same in the same sentence. You see what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion. No, I I agree, have- I agree with you. Um, so I can speak from my situation. So I have a daughter, and you know how men are with the, with their daughters. That's their baby girl. So. My boyfriend was affectionate towards me every now and then, just when he was like drinking. He's not a super affectionate person, like all the time, Um, like lovey-dovey, cuddle. He has his ways and you have to learn everybody don't love the same. So, So when she came and she's here, he's super affectionate with her. So like you said, she's getting all that attention and that love. And I know that he loves me just 
he loves her more obviously that's his child but he loves me um just as much as he loves her but he just shows it differently so he he still have to take time to like step back and go out do date nights or when we have family in town that type of stuff um but he's super affectionate with her so I definitely understand when people say the child gets a lot more attention but that child depending on whether it's a boy or girl moms with their sons dads with their daughters um depends on how it's gonna play out in your relationship and I know a lot I see a lot of situations where the families stay together and the moms are resentful towards the daughters Mm -hmm. because of the relationship she has with her father um and they're jealous of that just not realizing that he loves you too but this is the child his priority so I understand exactly what you're saying that's why relationships break uh relationships in because I can I can't relate but I can understand yeah yeah I definitely um yeah like I said those that 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 is my views and opinion when it comes to why a lot of relationships end once the child is involved um and like I said I'm gonna try to find that clip where the lady made the comment that she made um but you know ultimately we have to keep up with the the date nights ladies Mm -hmm. not even just ladies but you know fellas too we can't let ourselves go the sweatpants don't need to be be worn six days after we you know we we have to feel cook clean everything that was going that was being done before the child got here needs to continue to be done because the child is a product of our love so why would we let our love die to just focus on the child you know it's real that love is really important especially for women postpartum and men don't realize how much they play a part in like postpartum depression or postpartum rage because having that support there um makes a difference it makes a huge difference like somebody telling you they love you you're beautiful helping you through those stages um understanding when you're too tired to cook let me go out and get some um, that type of thing so um it, like you said, the love still needs to be there, but it might just look a little different. You have to adjust because now it's a child there. So um, your partner's too tired to cook like they normally do or too tired to have sex, whatever the case is. So you have to be understanding. There's a certain point where you understand it and there's a certain point where you have to have a conversation like, okay, it's been like three months. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Um we're gonna have that conversation at another time too (laughs) listen like i said it's so much content on social media right now that ladies we really need to be be having these conversations i just seen a video where a lady was like never use sex as a weapon when it comes to your relationship you know don't don't uh keep sex from your man for so listen it's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother episode (laughs) Um, but we're gonna have that we're gonna have we're gonna talk about that as well um but yeah like I just feel like a lot of times basically in a nutshell we can't neglect our first love for for the child um because then that that's where that misunderstanding that disconnection is gonna come from and when you Um, when you learn to love each other and the child the child sees that 
and is a product like from speaking from my experience people always say oh your baby is so happy she's always laughing she's always smiling because we went through couples counseling before while I was pregnant Mm -hmm. to determine whether or not we wanted to stay you know in a relationship or co-parent what would be healthier for our child because we loved each other Um, we worked on whatever the issues were ended up working out so where we so happy you know we don't have any issues whatever the case is but we're not married we but we have a child that we had to think about so we had to be mature see you know what the best option was and now people always say oh she's so happy she laughing and she playing and she's a product of our love and seeing us love each other and seeing us do that so even so that she's seven months she sees that she imitates that she sees us playing and laughing or spending time together or whatever there's no tension between us that she's feeling so it's important those relationships are super important even if you're not in a relationship like the co-parenting relationship with with your significant other needs to be cordial at the very least so the kids can can see that it's it's healthy I, it definitely took a lot of growing up on my part to get to a point where I can have a conversation with the fathers of my children and not raise my voice, talk to them in a negative tone, talk, call them out their name. It took a lot of growing up. And I feel like a part of that growing up is accepting the fact that we are not together anymore you have moved on I have moved on Mm -hmm. it is what it is and I feel like once once you get to a point where you're you're at that level of understanding you're you're at that level of acceptance co-parenting will come so much easier and then you do have to take into consideration that I may grow to be able to healthy co-parent but you're not at that point. Exactly. And I, I have a situation where um, my son's father, it was never, it was always an issue. When he called my phone, he used to always talk shit, call me out my name. You bitch this, bitch that. And I'm just like, what, what, what are you so upset for? What's the problem? I'm, I'm ready to healthy co-parent with you. I don't have no issue with you who you choose to be with, none of that. What is your problem? You have moved on, had other children. What exactly is your problem? Why is it that I just put, like every time you look at me, you just see red. I don't, I never understood that. Um, And I had to just tell him, listen, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. Whatever issues you have with me, Let's put them to the side. Let's focus on him. I need you to understand that you and I created him. You and I's responsibility as parents is to make sure he's situated. The number one priority. Listen, we moved on. We ain't together no more. This is who we in a relationship with now. Exactly. (laughs) So... I'm not talking shit about you in front of my son. I don't need you talking shit about me in front of my son. And that's it. That's all. Like I said, a lot of times co-parenting relationships don't work 
because somebody somewhere still has some feelings that they haven't resolved yet exactly exactly and that's what the situation is once again fellas if you are in a, uh, dealing with a childish petty resentless baby mama or ladies baby your baby dad these baby daddies can be feet now, now listen i can understand so i've had my moments to where i wanted to become that better baby mama because they make you no, sometimes <laughs> they make you sometimes so i understand because it's like the what and then, okay so let me let me tell you my perspective okay. on this so we've been in a relationship for a little while probably almost five years now so casually okay. dated then into a relationship just kind of like off and on moved in together had a baby whatever so um when it comes to certain stuff I'm like Mm-mm, this is what we just like I'm up front when I'm dating somebody um I've always been like marriage is my priority um eventually in a relationship if it don't work out it just don't work out that way um whatever comes out of it comes out of it so but there have been times where we have post um prior to not post but prior to um us going to counseling where i'm we're talking about kids and it's like oh well i might not want to get married or whatever the case is and i'm like time out because i told you this four years ago so right now it's it's a baby involved and it's all this other stuff now i feel like you're playing with my feelings you play you wasted my time so I understand why people take that personally and become those bitter baby mamas because I have had moments where I'm like I could be the bitter baby mama or I could definitely be the bitter baby mama but it Thank takes so much you. time and energy to do that it takes yeah, away time and energy from your child like you focusing, you stalking social media, you calling his phone, you doing pop-ups, you you to make his life a living hell, you're going out of your way to do that. So it takes a lot of unnecessary energy. And if you have that energy out there, ladies, more power to you. I just don't have it in me. It worked out well, it's working out right now for us. I'll keep y'all updated. But um, <laughs> um if it ever comes to that, but I, I understand the bitter baby mama situation. I can, I see both parts. I can see both parts. Cause y'all men, y'all do play with our feelings. Y'all drag us along. And that might be a whole nother thing for a whole nother episode, dragging us along 10, 15 years, women stay with y'all. And then y'all don't want y'all don't want us and now we crazy or y'all using us or y'all sleeping around on us or you're lying on us y'all cheating on us y'all having kids outside of us y'all just doing everything to us but this is not the bashing man podcast (laughs) this is the coffee and apple juice podcast and by the end of my era we will have came to some type of solution to where men and women can coexist without being bitter being petty no negative whatsoever that is that is my goal I'm trying my hardest not to bash men on my podcast because I just don't want to be her I don't want to be that woman no more um I used to be but but I'm I'm getting better listen I'm all I used to be (laughs) niggas get money I used to be all of it I don't want to be her no more I want to be the reason why black men are choosing black women again. 
I want to be the, I want, listen, that's my goal, okay? I want to figure out exactly why are black men in so much competition with black women and let's just end it. Let's, listen, we need y'all just as much as y'all need us. So let's figure out what the problem is. Let's solve it. And let's go Take ahead some and- accountability on both parts. Figure listen, out our issues. Yes, all of that. All of that. So um, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. June, thank you so much for joining me. Um, podcasting comes natural to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like the talk. That's all. Well, it definitely came. It, it sounds like it's coming natural to you. Um, thank you so much for making time for me. Um, Thank you for having me. Oh, more than welcome. More than welcome. Um, Once again, congratulations on the baby. I feel like y'all are pretty much headed in the right direction. Y'all are having the conversations that need to be had. You guys are doing a couples therapy. I love that. I feel like Black people in therapy, period, is something that we need to talk more about. But that's going to be a whole other conversation. (laughs) Um, Do you want to go ahead and like shout out your social media so people can follow you? So Instagram... Yes, yes, yes. Instagram is just call me June underscore. I um I believe I don't know where my phone I'll is. I'll post but... it. I'll post okay. it so they can um so they'll see it. Um, but yeah, anything else? That's all. Cause I don't have Snap, Facebook. Mm. My yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to that point where I can just be <laughs> done with social media. But the podcaster in me has to keep up with what's going on on social media so I have some content so it's like it's really hard I really like I can be in here and just not post nothing you know but I just the mm-hmm. nosy woman in me wants to see what's going on so but whatever the case may be thank you so much for joining me next week um we are definitely going to have a wine cork I mean a wine opener <laughs> so that we can uh, do a review on this wine um, also that's something for you guys to look out for um, I'm gonna start doing wine reviews or just drink reviews period y'all know the coffee and apple juice theme is like beverage type theme so I want to start incorporating um, uh, drink reviews on my podcast as well as um, just some little things here and there like I said I don't, I don't know I'm not sure if I said this earlier but I'm gonna say it again I don't talk to my homegirls like that. Me and my sisters, we didn't have the best relationship growing up. So I'm at a point in my life where I'm starting to realize that just having that um, quote unquote village of females that you can just kind of go back and forth with, that is needed. Um, I used to be one of those girls who would say, um, I don't hang around a whole lot of females, but it's like the older I get, I'm starting to realize how, I need to be around females. I have just adapted this whole masculine mentality, but I really feel like it's because I just didn't, I went on with the whole, I don't hang around a whole lot of females. I don't have a lot of female friends. I am deading that, okay? (laughs) I want more females on my platform. I want to make more females the face of a lot of things that I have going on. Um, I love Reggie. Y'all know I love the guys that come on my show, but I want more ladies on my show. So I'm going to try to make it so that majority of my co-hosts, majority of my guests are going to be females. Um, Reggie would definitely be back. We will, we can't do a podcast without Reggie, but I want more women. I want more ladies on my show. I desire uh, more relationships with women. So that is something that I'm working on going forward. I'm going to try to have as many female guests 
and host, co-hosts as possible. So definitely look forward to seeing June again. Um, I want to say thank you again for joining me. Y'all look forward to this episode. We're going to drop them every Wednesday. Um, so stick, stick around and look out for that. I'm trying to think if I have any other news or anything else to look out for. Um, y'all know I've been in these streets this summer, so I haven't been the best of giving y'all the episodes on a weekly basis like I should and like I supposed to, but I'm definitely working on that. Um, but now that the summer is coming to the end, the kids is going back to school next week. So hopefully I can get y'all these episodes on a weekly basis like I'm like I supposed to. Um, but until then, I already know my rules, my motto. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe. We are on YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Music, um, every all podcast platforms. You can definitely find us. And until next time. Peace. What's up, you guys? It's Aisha D. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Coffee and Apple Juice podcast. Make sure that you're right here with me every Wednesday where I'll give you new episodes where we're discussing any and everything involving the culture. Also, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.